Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monti. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. And I am joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Well, Derek, uh, you were right. Diamondbacks did get swept on the uh, Tuesday doubleheader. So, yeah, I think I think you also predicted that they would win the Monday game, which which did not happen. But right. uh, but here we are, three games into this series with the Dodgers, and uh, things have things have been a little bit rough so far. The Diamondbacks have yet to win a game in LA. Here's what I will say. Here's my assessment. The Diamondbacks have been put back in their place a little bit. I think we yeah. were uh, overachieving. I think the Diamondbacks uh, were doing some fun things to watch, and I think we were all excited about it. But let's be honest. Uh, the Dodgers are an extremely good baseball team, and they were not happy about losing uh, that first series to the Diamondbacks. And it's proved, and I, I feel like they've proved how unhappy they were by at least the dominance in game two of the doubleheader, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook. I know we don't want to pay attention to NBA basketball anymore, but uh, if you do want to make some money as a new customer, you can bet just $5 on any NBA team left in the third round of the playoffs. I hated the way I said that myself. Trust me, I threw up a little bit in my mouth because... Yeah, we miss you, the Phoenix Suns, already. But uh, there are still plenty of great teams to bet on, and you can bet one hundred. You can get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets by betting five dollars on any of those teams. Jesse, yeah, things didn't look good in the in at least the the second game of the doubleheader on Tuesday. But I will say this: uh, we're going to talk about some of the numbers and things. The Diamondbacks, at least. Uh, with the exception of one of the three games so far, have kept the games pretty damn close uh, to the point where they had a chance to win the other two games. Uh, take take that for what you will, right? If you want to, if if you want to hang your hat on that, the Arizona Diamondbacks have overachieved this season. We've talked about it a bunch, and I think it, it would be yeah, uh, it would be a little. I don't know. Your 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 expectations have been reset, and I understand. Uh, people's feelings, especially against the Dodgers. The Dodgers is the one team I think that people really want to see the Diamondbacks beat. It was very encouraging to see them win the series against the Dodgers at Chase Field. And honestly, what I feel like we saw yesterday was the Dodgers reasserting their dominance in the NL West and, and reminding everybody that they're still the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks are still the Diamondbacks. Uh, I was mostly saddened, if if anything, in this series by Merrill Kelly's performance in game two. Merrill Kelly really, things went off yeah. the rails for him, and Merrill Kelly could not get things back on track. 
his command was just all over the place. I mean, you could tell it pretty much from the from his first pitch of the game. Um, I think he walked the first batter that he faced, and and yeah, when Merrill Kelly is is you know not dotting his spots like he like we've seen him do so often this season. It's going to be a long day. I mean, his his stuff is such that, you know, it's better. It's as good as it's ever been. But his stuff still isn't good enough that he can just, you know, throw it right over the middle of the plate. Yeah. And, and 81 miles an hour down the middle of the plate, which, which I yeah. saw several hits, several hits that had that little 81, 82 miles an hour. And they were landing dead center, right? Right down Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, he just hung some change-ups and hung some curveballs and it, it was it was a rough outing for him all the way around um but yeah i mean we've we've talked a lot about how the even the starting rotation is probably due to to regress a little bit and you know hopefully merrill kelly kind of took care of that all in one outing right <laughs> his, his era <laughs> is now is now uh 3.27 i believe so you know i the the regression is is you know maybe the the regression is over now and and Merrill can can get back to being the pitcher that he's he's been throughout most of the season, um, but yeah I mean a, a rough outing at Dodger Stadium we know it's a tough place to pitch we know this lineup that the Dodgers have is is off the charts incredible they've scored almost two hundred runs this season in thirty six games, um, it's a really tough lineup and and if you're gonna have one of those kind of games it's Pretty respectable for it to come against a team like that. Very true. Well said. Um, but going back to Merrill Kelly, two innings pitched, five hits, eight earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts. The yeah. walks, the walks were really the part that killed him. Um, the four walks. I think every single walk ended up scoring. I could be wrong about that, but it felt like every walk that Kelly yeah. gave was was batted in. Uh, maybe not so much in the first inning, but in definitely in that second inning where just nothing nothing seemed to be going well for him at all. But Kelly has proven this season that he can bounce back in games from giving up those runs and, and getting back on track. So I, I'm not too worried about him bouncing back on the season. However, you you never know, you know, how quickly a game or an outing like this can actually change a pitcher. They were saying in the game that he didn't have confidence. You could tell in a couple of his pitches to even throw them. So yeah. you could tell that he, Kelly had lost the, the confidence in some of his stuff in yesterday's game, but mostly like you said, that was control issues. And I think the reason why he wasn't going to those pitches was he wasn't able to land them in the strike zone. You know, he, he just th throwing a baseball is very hard. And it's sometimes it's like hitting where you don't even know what's really wrong with why you're not able to do that thing that you're normally able to do pretty well. Merrill Kelly has been damn good this season. This one uh, was, I, I think, I, I think the, this is one worth letting him off the hook for a bit. I'm concerned though, going forward. And I'm, you know, definitely going to keep an eye on, Merrill Kelly and, and where his performance is at. I do want to give a shout out to Caleb Smith, who came in in relief and did an excellent job. Uh, yeah. Caleb Smith. I mean, I know he's been uh, very inconsistent this season, but when you see him going against the Dodgers and throw three innings of one hit baseball, he gave up, I think one walk four strikeouts. Caleb Smith has 
it's like we talked about before. He has the stuff and his stuff is good. He just doesn't have that consistency yet. Caleb Smith in, in the month of May, Caleb Smith has only given up one run in nine and two thirds innings. He's given up just five hits, three walks, 12 strikeouts. He has a 0.93 ERA and a 0.83 whip in the month yeah. of May. So, his ERA was I mean, just his, so bad in April that it's yeah. still like six, <laughs> 6.5. Yeah, his his ERA at the end of April was 20.25. So that, <laughs> that that's going to take a while to come down. But yeah, when it comes to relievers, you don't, you don't necessarily concern yourself with with their uh, their ERA that much at this point in the season. Sure, because, absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. One one disastrous outing, one grand slam or something is gonna is gonna throw your ERA completely off for a couple months. So yeah, it's been really good to see Caleb Smith uh, bounce back in May, and and I think he'll he'll play a a significant role in this bullpen moving forward. I mean, I think the Diamondbacks need him. Other than Joe Mansupply, they don't really have any other steady lefties in, in their bullpen. So uh, he's, he's going to play a big role for sure. I want to apologize to Caleb Smith for constantly calling him a psycho. Uh, not, and this has nothing <laughs> to do with the way that he looked at me when I walked into the clubhouse one day, making me wonder whether or not he's actually heard me say that, but it's just, uh, it's not a very nice thing to, to say about somebody. I say that about Caleb Smith though, because he still continues to have an intensity around him that no other player that I really come across does. And uh, I, I like that. Yeah, I think I like that about him. And it's it's kind of like, even if I am calling him a psycho, which I apologize uh, for doing, he's our psycho. And, and I love him for it. I saw, I think it was Brent Strom and Tori Lovello during the broadcast talking to him during this outing. And you could just, tell that Tori Lavolo was saying some very encouraging things. He looked very happy with him considering that at this point of the game, I think it was eight to three. So it wasn't, it was, wasn't by far a close game. Tori Lavolo had nothing to be happy about, but he was very encouraging and looked like he had some very uh, nice things to say to Caleb because he was really on a roll. And like you said, he has been all month long. It really is about getting guys back mentally at times to believe in themselves and believe in their stuff uh, at the plate, believing in their ability to hit a baseball, which uh, besides throwing a baseball is one of the goddamn hardest things to do uh, on the planet, right? There's, it's very difficult to do the things that these human beings do at the high level that they do it at. So uh, sometimes when they're not able to, for, to have things click, uh, sometimes you just got to take a step back and realize how hard this game is, right? When, when they can't yeah. hit baseball, neither can we, right? When they can't throw the ball in the strike zone, damn sure we couldn't either, right? It's not, uh, these aren't easy things to do, but I think the expectations, the levels, uh, that people had for this team have rapidly changed, right? I saw people very, very upset about these losses, very passionate. Uh, there were a lot of requests to have, uh, members of the coaching staff fired, uh, throw guys off the team and all this stuff, right? As as emotional as we can get and as high and low as we can get sometimes about a sports team, I'm actually pretty pleased that people are as passionate about this team. Lethargy is much more dangerous. Being, uh, you know, not caring at all about a team, which people seem to do last season, is much different than the feelings I feel people have for the team this season. 
I think that's accurate. Yeah. I mean, I there was definitely a fair amount of the sky is falling energy uh, after these three losses against the Dodgers. Sure. And, and I mean, the Diamondbacks have lost five in a row overall. They lost the last two games in the Cubs series. Um, three of those games were, were by one run. Three in a row uh, were by one run. So, um, which I guess he kind of figured was going to happen at some point. The Diamondbacks have, have really won a lot of those 50-50 sort of games. Uh, they've won a lot of one-run games this season, and so yeah, things are more kind of come back into balance more there. They, more than they did up until like September of last season, right? So, right. Uh, that's, <laughs> not only is that a good sign, but I hate to say this because it does sound a bit like loser talk, and I know people aren't going to like this, but aren't you don't you take away that they're at least in these baseball games last night's game was one of three this season i yeah. can remember of them getting completely blown out of the water where you might as well turn it off in the fifth or sixth inning because it doesn't right. seem like they're going to mount a comeback but even in game two when the diamondbacks were as down as big as they were they fought back they brought it within one and it and ended up losing the game seven to six there is something to say about this team not rolling over and dying. There is something to say about how close these games have been, right? I understand people's frustrations with the team losing a game in the ninth that was tied up to that point. I understand the team. I understand fans' frustration with the team losing games to teams like the Cubs that seem like during that series, no offense to the Cubs at all, but definitely seem like the Diamondbacks should have at least won the series. I'm not saying, oh, they needed to sweep the Cubs and really do this or that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the Dodgers. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Diamondbacks steal game four today against the Dodgers just because the Dodgers have kind of done what they set out to do. Like I said, once again, reasserting their dominance over the National League West. We'll have some more information about this over at gophnx.com. Obviously, if you haven't signed up to become a member, please do so. Uh, Jesse has a wonderful piece coming up on the Diamondbacks closers during the Mike Hazen era, and he's going to take a deeper dive into that. That way we can really just all be sad about the lack of uh, <laughs> back-end dominance the Diamondbacks have had consistently over the last few years. But, of course, if like I said, if you haven't signed up to become a member, sign up for an annual membership. That way you can get a free T-shirt like the one you can't see I'm wearing right now, but I am wearing you, I'm, I assure you. It's the PHNX Coyotes design that I love to wear so much. You can get this design, all sorts of designs. Of course, the PHNX D-backs designs over at gophnx.com, or I'm sorry, at the phnxlocker.com. You'll get that uh, shirt of your choosing or a hat of your choosing for free uh, if you sign up for that annual membership. If you're not interested in the annual membership option, we do have a month-to-month option, and you can get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members-only Discord as well as, well as members-only discounts over at that phnxlocker.com. Sign up today. That way you don't miss our articles this week or any of the wonderful stuff coming out from the PHNX crew. If you're a Suns fan, this is the place to be to mourn the loss of the 2022 season. Uh, Jesse, speaking though of last night, the Diamondbacks continue to mash the ball, even in a loss. Christian Walker, nine yeah. home runs on the season, nine career home runs at Chavez Ravine. Uh, I offered up the idea to change it to Christian Walker Park. I haven't heard any no's or yeses back yet, but I still think he <laughs> owns that place. Uh, and again, it's it's a bit <clears throat> frustrating to see Christian Walker really on track this month, but 
unfortunately, he's not. He, he doesn't have many guys on base uh, to bat in or to do what he needs to do in order to drive runs in. Uh, Diamondbacks' offense has been pretty stagnant. Uh, but again, I, I say that, and they still put up six runs on the Dodgers yesterday. Christian Walker's been incredible. Um, and I mean, early in the season, he was doing this as well in some in some ways. Um, all of the batted ball metrics said that Christian Walker has had a very, very good season from the very first game of the season, really. Um, and he, it just took a while for the results to come. He hit a lot of hard lineouts, a lot of hard flyouts to the warning track and whatnot. Um, but things are starting to turn around for him. And I mean, if you look at if you look at Christian Walker's page on Baseball Savant, which is always a, a fun little thing, they've they've got all the all the little knobs that show you what percentile the player falls in in all these different categories. Christian Walker is in the red on basically everything, including outs above average. Statcast's uh, defensive metric, which has him in the 99th percentile in outs above average, he has played a phenomenal first base this season, and. Everything else from an offensive standpoint, his his hard hit rate, um, his average exit velocity, his barrel rate, um, his chase rate on pitches outside the strike zone, everything has been near elite for Christian Walker this year. And I think even now, his his batting line that he has now, it's starting to look better, um, but it probably should be even better than it is. He has had an incredible season all the way around. Um, I think one thing that is interesting with Christian Walker is that there is a very dramatic drop off in fastballs that he is seeing this year uh, throughout pretty much his entire career. Christian Walker has seen about 60% fastballs. And this year, that number is dilip- has dipped below 50%. Um, and the number of breaking balls that he's seeing has uh, has escalated by about 10% to compensate for that. So I think pitchers are aware of what Christian Walker is doing, and they're trying to throw him a little bit more junk right now uh, in order to to get him off his game. And um, certainly didn't work yesterday. Whatever they were throwing him, Christian Walker was was still hitting it. Here's another fun fact. Christian Walker's 11 home runs versus the Dodgers since 2019 are second most in baseball, trailing only Fernando Tatis Jr.'s 13. Wow. So if there's like half of those are, uh, half of those are Clayton Kershaw, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. (laughs) He has 13 career home runs, uh, against the Dodgers, which are the most he has against any opponent. He has 12, uh, home runs against the Rockies. So uh, Walker's 13 career home runs against the Dodgers are the most in his career. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have that. I feel like the Diamondbacks have had people in the past, I remember, that just mashed the ball against us constantly. Brandon Belt is a name that haunts my nightmares, uh, watching Brandon Belt hit the ball at Chase Field. Uh, Trevor Story. There's just certain guys that, like, every time they come up to the plate, you you didn't want to see them. You you just knew something bad was happening. And then, of course, something bad would ensue. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is kind of becoming one of those guys a little bit for the Diamondbacks. I don't want to see Jazz anymore for a little while. I'm glad they're done with the Marlins, but it's nice to have Christian Walker 
be that guy against the Dodgers for us because the Diamondbacks need it, and they need it definitely today in the finale of the series just to salvage something here against you know the Dodgers. I know again, and I just want to I want to go back to tempering our expectations a bit. I know we all got excited. I'm excited. I played the little video about going over Mount 500 as much as I could, but now the Diamondbacks sit atop Mount 500 at 18 and 18 and have the chance to drop back down below 500 uh, for the first time in about two weeks. And uh, that's something I would love to see them avoid right now on this, uh, on on this road trip. If you want to call it that yesterday, Diamondbacks did not uh, do very well in the first game of the series. They haven't done well, you know, really in any of these games. But like I said, if you want, if you want to look for something to, uh, at least hang your hat on for the time being. I would say that the Diamondbacks uh, are still hanging with the Los Angeles Dodgers, even though they're still not there at that point to be able to really, you know, beat them in in a four game series like this at home. The Dodgers are a tough opponent, and that's something that we definitely can forget from time to time. But they're one of the best teams in baseball, despite the fact that they haven't been that for a a little stretch here they lost to the pirates they lost to some other teams that they probably shouldn't lose to but that's baseball baby that's the reason why the diamondbacks uh, were named the most improved team so far this season so it'll see uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that up when i read that jesse i definitely checked to see the dosage on the ogs gummies i was taking because uh (laughs) seemed it, it seemed weird. It seemed foreign to me. It didn't seem right, but it seemed euphoric to see the Diamondbacks being named uh, the, the most improved team in Major League Baseball so far this season. Are you talking about the, the Fangraphs article? Yeah, the Fangraphs article. Yesterday? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, of course, I think it was, it was a pretty simple calculation they did. They were just like, looking at last year's win percentage compared sure. to this year's win percentage sure. and how big the difference was. And yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks record isn't that great, but when you're coming from a 52 win season, you know, I mean, if you're anything around mediocre, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's a, a pretty big, dramatic well, uh, improvement. We talked about that, right. With the record, like at times when we were saying like, maybe if they could win like close to be close to 500, but then when you thought about that, you're like, that is a 30 game improvement and it seems pretty unlikely. It seems like yeah. a pretty, pretty tall task to improve 30 games. But the best way to do that, Jesse, is just to take one step at a time. And your first step is to stop by your local dispenser and grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs. That's the first step. You pick out a flavor. I guess this would be the second step, picking out the flavor you like. Third step would be ingesting them and enjoying them. But uh, OG's Brands has a wonderful variety of flavors like orange creamsicle, blackberries and cream, watermelon, uh, fruit punch, all sorts of flavors for you to choose from. They're available in their 10 milligram size or their three milligram microdose. And they're perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or a chill indica. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And I'm not going to stand for people calling them funny gummies in our in our chat, even though I enjoy that name very much <laughs> it makes me laugh very much almost as much as i love the name christian walker christian walker 
which is what we're really going to try to push going forward here with Christian Walker. Uh, But Jesse, again, the Diamondbacks um, have won a lot of one game runs this season, which is why that record does stand where it's at, why it looks better so much better than it did last season. The D-backs are eight and four in one run games this season uh, after going 10 and 31 last year. Uh, Their eight one run victories are tied for second most in Major League Baseball with the Brewers and the Rays, trailing only to Toronto Blue Jays with their 10 one run victories this season. I think they're, I want to say they're eight and six now following that the doubleheader with with the Dodgers, which I guess only one of those games was a one a one run game, but at least eight that's five. What, oh, okay. Yeah, they'd be eight five. five. Yeah, this doesn't. Yeah, this would be before yesterday's doubleheader. So yeah, game one was a one run game. So yeah, they'd be eight and five now in one run games. That's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of one run games. Like regardless yeah. of how many they're winning and losing, I mean, thirteen one run games in in thirty eight games. I mean, that means that one out of every three games is really coming down to the wire. If you look right. across the National League, there's only one other team that has uh, more, as many or more one-run games as the Diamondbacks have, and that's the Miami Marlins, who who they just played, and they played a heck of a lot of one-run games against the Miami Marlins a couple weeks ago. So, um, yeah, the Diamondbacks have they've played teams close um, on both sides. They've won a lot of close games. They've lost a lot of close games. There have been a few blowouts along the way. Um, a couple of the games against the Marlins weren't close. The D-backs won one and they lost one. Um, and then, of course, this one against the Dodgers last night. That one obviously wasn't close either. I think there were a couple against the Mets early in the season uh, that were more lopsided. But other than that, the, the Diamondbacks have consistently been in games, like you said before. And and that's something that we couldn't say about this team uh, for a, a very large portion of last year. They did lose a lot of one-run games, especially early in the season. But there came a point when when the Diamondbacks just weren't particularly competitive with with their opponent, right? It, it just uh, games would get lopsided early, um, and and it was it was tough for fans to watch. I think and nobody wants to sit there, you know, through a three hour baseball game if you're if you're down three or four runs right from the get go. So um, they've been a lot more watchable in, in 2022, and and I think a lot more fun to watch for people. At one point, the Diamondbacks were ranked, I think, number one in walks in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, now they're not even ranked number one in our division. Uh, the D-Bags rank fourth in the National League. Fourth in the National League with 132 walks. The three teams ahead of them, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants. <laughs> the National League West, ladies and gentlemen. The National League West. <laughs> it's literally, you're right, you're right. In all of baseball, the Diamondbacks are fourth in walks, and those are, Wow. That's the, crazy. The teams in front of them are, of course, all the teams in our division except for the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies just um, didn't get the memo. They're nice. Yeah, they didn't get the memo. I don't know, I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant had a rehab start in Albuquerque, so he's going to be back soon. So there's another headache that the Diamondbacks are going to have to deal with the in the NL West. But uh, the D-backs are tied for second in the National League now with 25 home runs in 17 road games behind uh, the Giants. Or I'm sorry, behind the Phillies. The Phillies have uh, 28 and 17 road games, and I'm not sure if they had one yesterday or not, or if it was a road game. But Diamondbacks close on the heels of the Philadelphia Phillies for the most home runs on the road in the National League. So again, there there are a lot of things here. It's kind of like what you saw said earlier with Christian Walker. 
There are a lot of things that are very encouraging for this team. There are a lot of metrics that say that the Diamondbacks actually are a pretty good baseball team. It's not to say that they aren't. They're just still, uh, there are still some factors that are making them look better than they actually are. The biggest, the, the biggest area I feel like that's impacting. And we've talked about it all season is the starting pitching. Starting pitching has been incredible. Their ERAs have been mind boggling. And it's also pretty crazy to have three guys all on the same team, all putting up career best numbers here in their first seven, eight starts of the season. Right. But like a lot of things, there, there's, you know, there's going to be scouting. There's going to be uh, video on these guys. They're going to pick up on what they're doing. I mean, if you watch this team, you can pick up on what they're doing, right? If you watch Madison Bumgarner start against the Dodgers, he was using his ability to hit the edge, hit the outside edge against batters, and he was really using his accuracy to keep himself in the game. And Madison Bumgarner did a great job, but if, if he wasn't locating like he was the other day against the Dodgers, Madison Bumgarner's day would have been much like Merrill Kelly's Bumgarner right now is relying heavily on that locating. And again, if, if they're not, they're, they're not going to be successful. It's what Tori Lavella said about, about Mark Melanson and what we've said about Mark Melanson, his, his stuff isn't overpowering, but like Bumgarner, if he can locate, he can literally pick you to death with hitting the edges and hitting the corners. Uh, If he's not, he's not going to be effective. So, you know, this pitching staff has put up some amazing numbers, but between the unearned runs behind them and some other factors that we've kind of looked at, we, we had a feeling that a day like this was coming for Merrill Kelly. And there'll probably be a day coming like this for Madison Bumgarner pretty soon as well. I mean, Mad Bum came pretty close to to like completely so unraveling there, and I mean, it wasn't a good start for him. All the same, I mean, his numbers in that start were were not good, and um, I mean, it's it's hard, like we said earlier, it's hard to pitch in Dodger Stadium, and it really it's hard is. to get through that lineup more than one or two times. Um, that, that's, you know, without that's getting your head blown off. Felt, <laughs> that's what I felt with Tyler Gilbert. If we want to talk about yeah, Madison Bumgarner, Merrill Kelly, their pitching performances, in my opinion, were on them. If you want to talk about me being upset about Tori Lovello's managerial moves, yes, the Tyler Gilbert start was the one that infuriated me. Tyler Gilbert one, has one not, batter too many, right? Not only one batter <laughs> too Justin many, just Turner. one inning. Like it felt like it. It felt like his time was already up. It felt like he should have been pulled, and then he comes yeah. back out. I think he was over 80 pitches. It wasn't just the how high his pitch count was. It was that that I think it was the third time when the rotation was coming back up. And Tyler Gilbert had honestly been pretty lucky to get away with what he had had what he had gotten away with, mostly because yeah. he was very aggressive against Dodgers pitchers, and his aggressiveness was what was giving him success in that game. But you're gonna figure out eventually that the dude's throwing you a fastball on on you know, for the, for the first pitch every single time. And you're going to be looking on, looking for it. You're going to be sitting on it, not a fastball, but I think it was a cutter. He was throwing, he was throwing a cutter and a sinker primarily. It happened. It happened the exact way that good teams do. They pick up on what the pitcher is doing. And eventually maybe not the second time through the lineup, but the third time through the lineup, they're going to figure figure you out. I was screaming about not pulling him out prior to that inning and then yeah. when the, inning, the inning kept going on he was like close to 100 pitches and he was still being left out there to uh, i mean fend for himself 
I get at times that that's as a manager what you need to do. But if you talk about yeah, managing the double header game a minute or to win it, that that's one that I can say was on Tory. I, yeah, I, I think everyone's on the same page that that was, he just left him in. Yeah. Probably not a batter too soon. Probably a few batters uh, or too long, probably a few batters yeah. too long in that, in that outing. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think especially with a team like the Dodgers, you really have to be careful about that third time through the order. I mean, they're, they're a team where you can get through a couple times, but especially with a pitcher like Tyler Gilbert, who's, you know, his stuff isn't overpowering. He's kind of a finesse guy. Um, you got to be pretty careful with that. And, and I think even with Zach Davies in, in the, uh, series finale here today, I think you, you also have to be pretty careful about that. Davies has pitched well this year, but I'm not sure you want this Dodgers lineup getting him, you know, a full third time through the order. And unless he's just, you know, totally cruising through the game, which we'll have to see how, how things go there. But, uh, yeah, I mean this, this Dodgers lineup, they, they do their damage that third time through the order and, you have to be really careful about when you pull the plug on guys. Well, the Diamondbacks uh, have some issues still in the bullpen, so I understand them not turning to the bullpen as often, but they really That's have to true. work out who they can rely on there. The, the, I think the most depressing thing about this series has been the Diamondbacks got beat by the Dodgers in every possible way. We've talked about which parts weren't working at different times, uh, all of it wasn't working at times in this series so far against the Dodgers. So hopefully the Diamondbacks can, you know, kind of, I don't know, get a little bit of redemption in the final game uh, on t- what is today. Today's Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is of the week, folks. <laughs> Very early, but of course, uh, Jesse and I, we're always here late nights, early mornings. We're always here uh, to cover this team for you. And we thank you guys so much for joining us. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but of course all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review. If you haven't done so already, we would appreciate you for it. Uh, and then go over to the PHNX sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to that channel yet, do that sign up for notifications that way you don't miss any of our wonderful phnx content we have coming out our live shows go we go live whenever we go we go live at crazy times so if you sign up for notifications you won't miss whenever we're going live of course uh you can follow us on all of our social media uh go to DraftKings sportsbook by the way if you haven't done so already uh i had a heartbreaking bet on yesterday's game uh i'm not I'm ashamed to admit it, but yeah, I bet on the Dodgers. Uh, see, just because the Diamondbacks lose doesn't mean you have to lose. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook now. You can get down on the third round of NBA playoff action. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Do it with their same-game parlays. Existing customers or new customers can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total three points made, total rebounds, and more, and you have a shot at a bigger payout. All customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their games, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 
21 and over only Arizona only gambling problem dial 100 next step new customers only minimum $5 deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details make sure you sign up at gophnx.com as well for membership month-to-month membership annual membership we just want you to become a part of our phnx family join us here for all this wonderful baseball coverage we will be back later today today is wednesday we'll be back later today for our live episode covering this post uh post series with the dodgers and hopefully once again the diamondbacks can salvage a win here in the finale but we thank you guys again so much for joining us on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate you giving giving us your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you don't have to play the dodgers